Hi guys, David Lynham here. Welcome to another episode of the Block 101 podcast. Um, today's topic is all about mobile and digital tickets. And um, this has been quite a hot topic in our industry for a little while now. Um, it's not quite as done to death yet as dynamic pricing. Those of you that know me well know that I love nothing more to moan about the fact that we've been talking about that for decades and it's still not a thing in my opinion. Um, so today I'm going to talk about mobile tickets purely because it's something that has come up quite a few times in discussions of late. Uh, even with guests recently on the podcast, I've been seeing a lot of talk about it more and more so on social media. Um, and it's a relevant topic because I think it's definitely something more and more sports teams are looking at, trying to implement some kind of strategy around it. Uh, and it it's definitely has its benefits, but there are also downsides. And I think that is definitely the point that isn't discussed or maybe not known enough about yet. So um, to give you some backstory on this one, uh, about three or four months ago now, I was on a panel um, at the Ticketing Professionals Conference up in Birmingham. And, and the title, the theme of that panel was, uh, what does digital ticketing mean for you? Uh, something along those lines. And I could definitely sense um, perhaps some disappointment in the audience with some of the answers from the panel because we definitely all weren't advocating that everyone drops paper tickets and traditional methods of ticketing to force everyone to a mobile or digital solution. Um, now, I think that's quite ironic given I'm from a tech company. Uh, our software does mobile tickets, prints at home tickets. We can deliver it to Apple wallets, Android wallets and all sorts. And, and that's just, a, for me, a standard thing you should be able to do. Uh, certainly in the age that we live in, it needs to be an option. What I don't agree with, though, is that it's the only way and you force this on people uh, without much consideration. And I think that's where we can sometimes get a little bit um, ahead of ourselves uh, and not really think about some of the downsides and, and you know, thinking about our users and our customers as well because not everybody sees it the same way as, as we do. And so... The purpose, I think, of this episode is just to address some of those points. I think it might be useful for you if you are looking at implementing um, a digital ticketing strategy in your, at your club. Um, these are just some of the things that I have seen over the last couple of years. This is you know, purely working from, with clubs at a non-league level. Um, and I know that friends, colleagues of mine that are at clubs higher up their respective pyramids uh, have similar kind of conversations and challenges. Um, certainly at non-league football level, we, we see this as a, a big request because there are obvious cost-saving benefits of, of having digital tickets rather than paper-based ones. There's a time-saving element. You're not getting people to, to post things out or having to put things in envelopes, of course. There are also downsides as well, and sometimes these aren't particularly well thought through. Um, before we, we make that decision. So I'm going to run through five things that I think any club should be considering, and this doesn't matter whether, you, you know, whether you're a non-league club, whether you're a governing body, whether you're a, a top-flight elite club. Um, I think these are all relevant to, to, to everyone. So uh, I'm going to run through them. I will go through them all first. I'll give you a bit more detail on each one and maybe a story or two of what I've seen and learned in the last few years around it, um, and then we'll summarise at the end. So... 
Uh, for me, top five things to think about. Uh, first and foremost, the top point for me is what does this actually mean to you and to your organisation? Because as we saw from that panel at the, the Ticketing Professionals Conference and, and when I talked to various clubs, the definition of mobile ticketing, digital ticketing is very different. I could speak to five different people at five different clubs and the answer that I get back could be, well, always is, different to the last. So firstly, have a, I know this sounds really basic, really simple, but this is so overlooked, it's untrue. What do you actually mean by digital tickets? Is it being able to do PDF tickets that you could print at home or show on a phone? Is it a specific mobile ticket that is stored in a wallet on a phone? Is it something else? Is it just the fact, you know, for some clubs, digital ticketing is just the fact you can buy a ticket online. So sometimes we can overcomplicate things. Sometimes we can oversimplify things. I think it's important in your organisation that you all have the same understanding because if you're going to roll out this strategy and you need buy-in from different people, different levels and different departments, if you're that big, then uh, they all need to have the same idea of what they're going to get and also what they're not going to get. So what does it mean to you? What does it mean to your organisation? Once you're clear on that, then I think going forward, it makes it a lot easier to to roll out and identify who it's for, who it's not for, and how you're going to support some of these things. So um, point number two, why do you need it? And I think this is um, an important point to address because I think people don't speak about this so much, but sometimes people will implement things for vanity, just to say they're doing something new, they're the first, and that's not always the best approach. So um, why do you need it and what's driving that change for you in the organisation as well? So it's quite interesting looking at some of the stats we get from, uh, we're working with 17 different teams now, and all of them have the option to uh, use mobile tickets. Um, all of them do print at home tickets. And looking at the take up and the usage, particularly of the mobile delivered to wallet type options, um, it's, it's really varied. And I can't quite put my finger on why. I have a hunch and definitely looking at the demographic, um, the people, mainly you know the ages of people, coming through the turnstiles at some of these clubs with the higher usage, you can definitely see there is a younger element that tend to go for the, the true mobile ticket option. Um, but that's where you, know, you need to be really careful because you need to think about your supporters. Do you have quite a, you know, an aging, aging fan base? It doesn't mean that they, they won't and can't use mobile tickets. It just means it may not be the, the top option for them. Um, so this is where you need to think about what the the real reason is. Is it for operational efficiency? Well, yes, you can be very efficient with getting people through the turnstiles. If they've got a a ticket um, stored in a mobile wallet, that's great. But if your fan base is slightly older, maybe less confident with technology, then it may not actually work out efficient at all because rather than getting people through the turnstile faster, you're just fielding lots of queries from people as to how they access the ticket, uh, where they've put it, maybe they can't remember if they downloaded the ticket and all kinds of other operational issues like that. So be clear about what's driving the change. Make sure your fans are set up to do it, I suppose is the best way of putting it. Um, and, and, and be really clear about the reason why, because I think if you're doing this just to keep up with everybody else because you think you should be, I don't think that's the most compelling reason. It, you know, I definitely agree there needs to be some kind of thinking behind it. Um, but if you're really clear about what you want, 
at the end result to be, then you know, I think you're going to have a, a much easier implementation of it. Um, so number three, uh, are you set up to use the data? So people talk about mobile ticketing like it's some kind of silver bullet. You know, we'll have loads more data about who's using it, we'll know who's coming in, we'll see when people are transferring it to other people and we'll get their information as well. Well, a couple of things, GDPR, sorry to bring it up, but you know, that's the thing. And it doesn't necessarily mean just because you know who's using it that they'll want to hear from you and you can contact them. So it's not quite as simple as that. Um, in terms of data, you know, everybody talks about we want to track data on our customers, on our supporters. We want to be able to talk to them more and be more relevant. And that's great as an aspiration. But so many clubs are not set up to use the data um, that they're gathering. And it's very easy to fall into that trap of collecting tons and tons of data on everything and everyone, having reams of data there and not even knowing where to start or what to do with it. So kind of links back to um, to the second point in terms of, you know, what is it you're trying to achieve and what's driving it. That's also going to have a, a knock-on effect in terms of what data you're looking to collect and, and what you're planning to do with that data, how you're going to use it to make your operation better. So if you know what you're trying to learn, that's going to inform the data that you collect, the data that you analyze. Have you got the right skill set? Again, sounds very basic. Um, but you know, sometimes it's more than just getting an Excel spreadsheet and running a few filters and VLOOKUPs and things. You might need a, a little bit more specialist help with that. So be really clear about that. Understand what it is you're trying to learn and then collect the relevant data around those points. Number four, um, are you prepared for the fallout and the moans? Um, and are you set up to support that? Because as much as we all love to say we're open to change, we all hate change. And this will happen particularly um, you know, when you're rolling out a, a new way of delivering tickets, when you're telling people that you can't come to the ground um, and get a paper ticket like you have been for the last 25, 30, 40 years, when you're telling people that we're not going to post your ticket out to you anymore, this will make people moan. They will complain. They're not going to like it. And there are a couple of schools of thought here. We've worked with a club or a couple of clubs that have decided to go um, fully cashless on their turnstiles. They've said that, you know, they don't want cash lying around. Good. I think that's a, a positive step. Um, but the only way you can access tickets uh, for their matches is to go online. And I don't necessarily agree with that fully. I think it's quite a hard stop. Um, you run the massive risk of alienating potentially the majority of your fan base. If you've got an older fan base that, you know, maybe aren't quite ready to make that hard switch, um, it doesn't mean that they won't do it eventually, but I think when you start to force things on people and you push them down a route, you get way more resistance. Again, sounds like common sense. Often it's not followed, and sometimes common sense isn't actually that common at all. So I think you need to think about the support element, the education element, rolling it out over time. I think when we spoke to Josh a couple of weeks ago at Northampton Saints, I think he, his approach was spot on. He was talking about gradually introducing it. You know, there was an element of people using print at home um, already. They were familiar with it. So this wasn't going to be a hard switch. Um, and the fallout's probably going to be a bit less there, I would imagine. Um, but you really need to think about how you're set up to support these people so there's going to be an element of education there may be some content online that you're going to put out there maybe it's videos maybe it's having uh, open sessions where you invite people in to have a go at doing it on a computer or a laptop with you 
um, and you help them to get familiar with your site. You know, there are all sorts of things that clubs have done, clubs are doing, some really positive work um, that will help to educate their supporters to be able to, to, to be more self-sufficient. But it's not the sort of thing that you can just switch on, everyone gets on with it and everyone's happy. That's far too ideal world thinking. So um, make sure you're ready for the moans, you're ready to be able to justify why this is a good thing, how it's going to benefit the supporters, what they can get out of it, how they can expect to, to see improvements, and also the support mechanisms. So how are you going to educate fans? How are you going to tell them it's coming? What's the process that you're going to use to be able to tell them how, uh, how, how to make this work for them. Um, final one, point number five then, um, and I think this probably links to the first point, what does success look like? So the first point was, you know, what does it mean to the organisation? What does it mean for you? Um, and being really clear about what switching to a digital ticketing strategy even means because uh, it could be quite wide-ranging. The follow-on to that is this point five, you know, what does success look like? So how do we know when we've been successful with this implementation? How do we know that we have done enough in terms of education? So is it usage? Is it cost saving? What's the real driver behind it? And how are we gonna measure that? Because uh, again, I've definitely seen some clubs that have had this as an idea. Mainly, you know, it's new, it's shiny. The club up the road are doing it. We need to be seen to be doing it too. There's no real driver for success. It's just something that's there. And quite often it doesn't particularly work too well for them. So it's uh, sometimes at their own expense. Um, so be really clear about what success looks like. Um, and if it means measuring, you know, having a set of metrics that you're gonna track, then great, because you get your various stakeholders at the club on board with that. It's a talking point. It's something that your team can gather around and, and try and drive and improve. You can tailor your marketing towards improving those metrics as well. So being really clear about what success looks like um, before you've even began the implementation, then I think this is a really clever way to, to make sure that everyone's on board. Everyone knows what you're trying to do uh, and everyone's hopefully aligned in helping you to get there as well. So um, that's pretty much it for me, five points. So I will summarise before we finish this episode. Um, so your mobile or digital ticketing strategy, what are the top five things to consider? Well, firstly, number one, what does it mean to you? What does digital ticketing mean? It means loads of different things to lots of different people, have a very clear message across the team, across the club. Um, so everyone understands what it is you're trying to get to and importantly, what it's not as well, because that can sometimes be the bigger source of confusion. Number two, why do you need it? What's driving the change? Are you just being a, a me too? Or is there a real benefit um, for the club? And if so, what is that? Be really clear about it. Again, that's part, probably part of your messaging when you start to educate fans, which leads into point number three. Are you set up to use the data? This doesn't lead into point three at all. That's point four. So think about data firstly. Are you set up to use it? Don't just try and track everything and anything that you can because you'll overwhelm yourself with probably too many data points and not do anything with any of them. So be really clear. Once you know what's driving the change, that's going to help you to understand what you need to measure, what you need to track, and ultimately what you're trying to learn from it. Then we get into point four, the fallout from the supporters. There will be moans. Not everyone will be on board with it. You're asking people to change, so you need to be sympathetic to that. Um, but, you know, make sure that you're set up to do it. Good education process is key to making this work. How are you going to support people? How are you going to support the, the technically less confident of the supporters? Um, 
are you potentially going to drive people away by forcing this on them? Maybe. Uh, so have a think about that and um, think about how you're, you're set up to support people through that journey. And then finally, what does success look like? So how do you know you've, you've done it well? What are the things that you're going to be tracking to make sure that you know you are on track to making this transition successful um, and make sure you, you know the team are bought into that so you've got your stakeholders on board uh, with that clear end goal and that, that vision of, of success at the end so hope you found it useful i'm going to wrap this one up in a moment um, so uh, yeah five reasons why or five tips if you like on your mobile or digital ticketing strategy things to look out for uh, i'd love to know how you get on because this is definitely a topic that's rearing its head more and more often so uh, maybe we might get a bit of discussion going on social media around this one um, if you're not following me on LinkedIn please do so that's where I'm, I'm spending most of my time these days um, so I'd love to hear from you if you've had success or, or failures with this uh, be really interesting to hear how you're getting on with it so thanks for listening and uh, we'll finish this one up I'll catch you again next week be good I'll speak to you soon mm-hmm.